You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. We have a lot to get to. Certainly before we dive all the way in, I want to remind you as I close the alert on my computer here that our official post-game show here at Blog of the Boys is presented to you by our friends at Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel our 12 and four Dallas Cowboys. That is correct. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center training facility. Each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein. Biltong 32 and each meat stick has 8 grams of protein. If it's good enough for the Cowboys, it has got to be good enough for you as well. Righteous Felon uses locally sourced all-natural black Angus beef and prides itself on superior quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. Go to RighteousFelon.com and use discount code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off of your order. That is discount code BTB15 for 15% off your order at checkout. All right, people, the Dallas Cowboys won on Thursday night, defeated the Tennessee Titans 27-13, to the final score. Let's get it out of the way. The Cowboys covered, so I don't want to hear none of this bad game, crap game, whatever. There are some things that we can take away from it, but good teams win, great teams cover. The Dallas Cowboys were 13 point, maybe 13 and a half, depending on where you look. 13 point favorites on the road on a short week. They covered them all with a point to spare. Good for the Dallas Cowboys. Good for them. Well, not really a point to spare, but still, um, it was a very, very frustrating game if you're a fan of the Dallas Cowboys in a lot of senses, Uh, but there were some players who stepped up. There were some players who were subject to kind of some weird balances of the proverbial ball. Our poll question, if you are with us live on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel, I know it's late, by the way, if we haven't spoken to you since. A merry belated Christmas to you and yours, but our poll question tonight, who was the Dallas Cowboys player of the game that is the righteous felon craft jerky player of the game? Your votes are options that we came up with. T. Uh, excuse me, T. Y. Hilton, who just seems to only make big catches for the Cowboys. Malik Davis, who came on strong with Tony Pollard as uh, call it a healthy scratch. Uh, Dalton Schultz, who caught two touchdowns. Hopefully, you had him going in your fantasy championship game, or another player that we can determine as a group. Anwar, the Manwar. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Anwar, love the dog in your profile picture. Thank you for the super chats. As Kelvin Joseph is a walking penalty. He is literally a yellow flag. With limbs, Kelvin Joseph had two penalties on special teams in this game, including one near the very end. I don't know. There there are some penalties. I want to be very clear here. None of us, I think, I don't know who any of you are, obviously. Well, I know some of you, but still, um, generally speaking, for the most part, our audience, we have not been NFL players. We don't know what it's like. It's not easy, right? But I feel like if there's one thing I I could do that I I trust myself to to be able to do if I was on special teams, it's not interfere with the kicker. I feel like it would be very interesting or very easy to just like, don't touch him. Just, just don't touch the, the, the returner, especially if he waves off, obviously uh, somebody. And yet somehow, some way Kelvin Joseph found a way 
Uh, Kelvin Joseph is playing very sparingly for the Cowboys at this point in time, which is part of the disappointment that he has been. And we're just talking about football here. There's obviously a lot more to that. Uh, but even when he does get in the game on special teams, he manages to make himself known and not in a great way. That is very, very frustrating, certainly. Jorge says, CD, player of the game. A lot of you are, are noting that. So if we get enough votes for that, CD Lamb might be the righteous felon craft jerky player of the game. Toxic Sooner, talk about toxicity here. A great song, Toxicity, by the way. Uh, says, let's see how RJ makes excuses for QB4. I have a lot to say on Dak Prescott. We'll certainly get there. Mikey Montano says, this was a crap game, though. This team inspires zero confidence. Uh, I said that I don't know any of you. Mikey's somebody who I do know in person. Um, so I will say, if you are, um, if you think this inspired no confidence, I think you have some unfair expectations. And I think that that's what this is about. I, I think that that's, a, that's the crux of this issue. I feel like Harry, Ron, and Hermione, I have found the horror crux, and I'm here to do whatever I can to get rid of it. It's one of seven, so I have a lot of work to do here um, in the seventh book, the eighth movie, though. Um, and so... I just I don't know what the expectation is. Is it to play great football? Yeah, I mean, but this we can all sit here and 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 on, answer honestly. By the way, Brian, thank you for the super chat. A uh, super chat uh, in CD's favor as the righteous felon player of the game. So maybe CD is going to wind up winning it. Um, but I don't know how you can sit here and and say it was trash, say it was crap. You, there's certainly room for improvement. There are certainly things that we don't want to see, and not just on Dak Prescott. I mean, the, I think I don't know anyone who's looking at the Peyton Hendershot interception and, and feeling like that's Dak Prescott's fault. And while it may not be Dak Prescott's fault, it is Peyton Hendershot's fault, right? Like, if that happens in the playoffs, which is everybody's favorite thing to say, um, the Cowboys are up a creek, not because of Dak Prescott, but because of Peyton Hendershot. Uh, KHY001, thank you for the super chat, says Dak had one bad throw. Relax, folks. I agree with you, KHY. I, I, I don't know that I would say one. Um, you know, obviously, we've only just watched it right now in the moment. Um, but I do think that we're going to see some, we're going to see this exaggerated. It is going to be this big talking point. Obviously, the Cowboys were the only game on today. Uh, so it's going to be the thing all day Friday. Don't don't pay attention to those shows that you know are going to upset you people. Subscribe to Blogging the Boys here on our YouTube channel, our podcast network. We have two different shows coming out for you tomorrow. I won't be on either of them because I'm here. Uh, but if, if you want people who are, are not just looking for whatever when it comes to the Cowboys, make sure you there's a lot of great content providers to check out uh, as well. But obviously, we're proud of ourselves. Um, I, I do think, you know, Dak has had either greatness or these like particular moments that have been awful. The second interception was awful. I don't put the fumble entirely on Dak. I certainly don't put the first interception at all on Dak. And that's frustrating, right? We, we can sit here. We can talk about three possessions where the Cowboys should have absolutely come away with points. They didn't. They still put up 27 points, right? And, and this isn't I'm not trying to be obtuse or grandstand or use one specific thing um, and kind of cherry pick my way through this conversation. But the Cowboys offense really had a lot of issues right on Thursday night in Tennessee. The Cowboys offense could not sustain itself. And yet they put up 27 points. That's not going to be enough against the Eagles. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying on a bad day, this team can sleepwalk their way on a short week coming off an emotional win on the road. For anybody who doesn't know, by the way, this was the first time ever that the Cowboys played a road Thursday night game on short rest. And what I mean by that, and I don't want to get too lost in the weeds here, the Cowboys have played Thursday night football games on the road before, but they have only ever happened seven days after Thanksgiving. So while it is a condensed period of time, 
the Cowboys have still had a full kind of normal week going from Thanksgiving Day to Thursday night football. That was not the case here. Now, granted, the Cowboys didn't play on Sunday. They played on Saturday, but this was the first time that they had to play on a short week, travel on the road. They came out. They covered. They covered 13 points. They didn't cover like a a two and a half point spread. They covered 13 points, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. They don't deserve all the credit, but they deserve a lot of it. Dr. Trevor Pellegrini, thank you for the super chat, says O-line managing to score despite injuries, stock up. I don't have the offensive line as a stock up. I do have the injury bug as a stock down. We'll get to the stock report, obviously. Um, I will kind of rethink this when I write the article uh, and do my little Instagram post that I like to do as I turn off the Amazon Prime feed here. Um, I mean, kudos to Jason Peters. And obviously, we're going to have to figure out what the situation is with Tyler Biotish. Let's get that information up here. I know we have it. Uh, Tyler Biotish missing time with what we had ready here. Uh, could be a much bigger deal than it sounds. We do not know. Um, exactly what the situation is going to be. However, uh, the Dallas Morning News' Michael Gelkin noted that the initial belief surrounding Tyler Bionish is that it could be a high ankle sprain. Now, we don't know what the Cowboys are going to be kind of in the mix uh, with next week. We don't know what's going to happen, uh, whether or not the Eagles are going to win. If the Eagles win and the Cowboys are locked into the five, that really changes the calculus of what Dallas wants to do against Washington. It also is important to see what happens to Washington. Do the commanders lose this week? Do they really need that game next week? Do the commanders lose and the Packers win or the Lions win? There's still a lot of balls in the air, but the Cowboys took care of what they had to take care of. They have kept the pressure on the Philadelphia Eagles to win. And if you're going to sit here and be like, well, Dallas is going to get smoked by the Eagles or whatever, I would put it to you that if Dallas can struggle with the Tennessee Titans, why could the Philadelphia Eagles not struggle with the New Orleans Saints? For what it's worth, I think the Eagles win that game very handily. I think they cover. I think that spreads like five and a half right now. Um, But it is a a week-to-week league. It is not easy. And there are a lot of Cowboys fans, I think, who are upset because they have this misconception that the Cowboys should blow every team out. I understand the Titans punted on the week. The Titans played for next week. The Titans rested Derrick Henry. But I've seen too many tweets or comments or whatever saying that there was some there was just some sort of third string team. There is no team in the NFL that can field a third string unit in the regular season. You cannot do it. You do not have enough players. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Titans were playing at full strength because they very clearly were not. But the Titans played the quarterback they believed to be the better one in Josh Dobbs. And they were right. If you've watched Tennessee all season long, Josh Dobbs, fresh off the street, had a much better performance than we've seen from Malik Willis all throughout the season. Now, we'll see about Malik's future career and whatnot. But man alive, Josh Dobbs was impressive. And it was clear the Titans were preparing themselves for next week's win and end game against the Jaguars. Yes, they shut down Derrick Henry. No, they were not playing with a full total third string operation. That is a misconception that people on the Internet are lying to you about. Skyler Amelia says, how about them Cowboys, folks? Come on. The Dallas Cowboys, by the way, people have 12 wins. The Dallas Cowboys have now won 12 games out of 16 that they have played this season. They have won 12 games, at least 12 games in back to back seasons for the first time since 1994 and 1995. So I would like you to think about this. I would like you to sit here and think and really contextualize what you're saying. You're saying this team sucks. This team's trash. This team's going to get bounced in the first round. That might happen. But I'm here to tell you that what they're doing is not common. All right. What they're doing is, is not normal for us as fans of a professional NFL team. We are not used to this. It has been 27 years. If you're 40 or older, you probably have some pretty prominent memories of the great glory days of the 90s. But it has been 27 years since the Dallas Cowboys have done the very thing that they have just accomplished that we're sitting here poking holes in and complaining about. It has been 27 years since they have been that good. And Mike McCarthy gets zero 
credit for accomplishing any of it. Although, as I say that, logical fans, as McCarthy gets his flowers from me, dude is an amazing head coach. And I would spin that in the in, excuse me in the direction as I try to get my words together here of saying this game was gross, right? There are a lot of things that we were not pleased with. There are not a lot of things that we enjoyed, yet somehow, some way, the Dallas Cowboys won and covered. And like I'm saying, they didn't cover by a point and a half or some sort of thin margin. They covered easily. They covered well. They covered with the game in control in victory formation, and they covered a 13-point spread on the road on a short week. I mean, the fact that they can do that when we have so many problems with how they played means that they are a truly good team. So do not listen to the silly things that the internet tells you. Kenneth Cook, by the way, uh, says, hell yeah, 93 high school, baby. Uh, well, Kenneth, you're coming up on that 30-year reunion, it seems like. Uh, so, you know, good for you here in a couple of days. I'm, I'm sure your class is getting ready for it. Uh, but um, let's see here. Uh, Will Robinson says, we are in trouble at cornerback opposite of Diggs. Uh, I thought Nation Wright had some moments in this game. Obviously had the interception, and that was awesome. Um, Kelvin Joseph is not somebody the Cowboys can rely on. It's it's Diggs, it's Bland, and it's Wright. That's it. Like and. I wish I could tell you something that's going to make you feel better, but there's not at this point. It's 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 you know it's New Year's Eve, you know, in a day, right? We're at that point. The Cowboys are just going to have to ride this thing out. And I thought they got a lot more pressure. Demarcus Lawrence. It, let's spoiler alert here. Let's go to, to some stock ups here. Demarcus Lawrence has had a lot of great games. All right, he has had a lot of great games this season for the Dallas Cowboys, and this might have been the best one. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence was all up in Josh Dobbs' face over and over and over and over again. That fumble uh, that he caused early on was just incredible. And so, yeah, I don't think that we feel incredible about the state of the secondary or at least the state of the cornerback group. And we'll certainly keep an eye on the injury front uh, and what's happening with the safeties. J. Ron Curse, Malik Hooker both leaving. I haven't seen any quotes just yet uh, that have come out. But, I mean... If you're getting home, if you're causing pressure, this was another game that, that people are going to say, where's Micah Parsons, blah, blah. And I think that that question has been fair and legitimate at different points. But tonight against the Tennessee Titans, it was not. Micah Parsons was an impact. He didn't have a box score moment, which is something that bothers people for whatever reason. But Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, they were both excellent, I thought. Um, I don't have Micah on my stock up list, but Demarcus Lawrence, I absolutely do. Uh, SMH Junior 88, thank you for the super chat, says, I remember eight and eight three times. It's hard to win playoff games when you struggle to make the playoffs. Got the W, get healthy, and beat the NFC South and break the curse. That's the thing. This is tough. I mean, it, 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 this is not easy, and I think that that is lost on people. I think that there's so many people saying we should have blown out the Titans. We should have, have kicked their doors down. We should have won this game 40 to 3. Why? Who, like, how many times has that happened? That, you know what the worst thing that happened to the, the Cowboys fan base as a whole this season was? It wasn't losing to the Eagles. It was beating the Vikings 40 to 3. It was beating the Vikings 40 to 3 because that clicked a misconception in people's minds that everything should be perfect all the time, that the Cowboys are just going to come out and steamroll opponents, that every time the Cowboys are on defense, Micah Parsons is going to do something amazing, that every time the Cowboys are going to be on offense, that Dak Prescott's going to hit CeeDee Lamb for a touchdown or Tony Pollard for a big 58-yard touchdown, whatever, that Brett Maher is just going to make 60-yard field goals back to back to back to back. That Vikings game incited some hubris within Cowboys fans, and that Vikings game established a sense of fragility among Cowboys fans, where now the moment that there's a little bit of turbulence in the air, it's like, oh my gosh, this is the worst team of all time. That's not true. This is a very good team. The way that they won proves that. That is not to say that they were incredible, but the fact that they were able to gut this out and win as handily as they did 
is the mark of an elite team. They have 12 wins at New Year's Eve. That is an amazing thing. Paul says Kenneth is going to miss the reunion because he will be busy watching the boys in the Super Bowl. I agree. Kenneth uh, notes that Tony Pollard is a stock up. I don't have a problem with that, um, but I will say that I do have as a stock up Malik Davis. Now, the early parts of the game I thought were, um, you know, obviously way more impressive. Um, The game kind of got away from the Cowboys on the ground, but early on, Malik Davis looked incredible. 10 carries, 39 yards on the game. Uh, They'd have a long of 23, so you're talking about nine carries for 16 yards outside of that. But still, I mean, for Malik Davis to not have a lot of opportunities, um, you know, throughout the season as a whole, then to come in and, and, and get a lot of work, I thought he really showed a lot of explosiveness. I think we're all really kind of excited about what the future has in store for the Cowboys and Malik Davis, but obviously uh, that is um, that is a problem or a discussion for the future. Let's see here. Astro Joe says the misconception was four and one with Cooper Rush. So everyone thinks the Cowboys shouldn't lose with Dak. That's a great point, Astro Joe. Juanita Yancey says, did they play down to the Titans or play? Um, I don't know what the second half um, of that question is, but I, I, I mean, I think that they... I think it's hard. I, I mean, I think it's hard to 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 beat anybody in the NFL, but I think it's hard to do this on a short week. You know, it was a weird game. It, it's I think it's hard for the Cowboys or the Eagles, for that matter, or the Vikings or the Niners or the Chiefs or teams who have clinched playoff berths. I think it's hard to get yourself up for any game, right? Because you know it's not the most consequential thing, right? Like had the Cowboys lost, it would have sucked. But we would have all sat here. We would have said things like, well, they're still in the playoffs. Now they're the five. So now they can rest. Right. Like you have that safety net. So it's it's hard to, to be as as liberal or as free when you don't have that motivation behind you, so to speak. Uh, Kenneth says, RJ, why did Moore stop running the ball? I don't know. But I do kind of respect that Kellen Moore was going for the kill at the very end. Um, but I mean, it was a weird game. And you could argue that the Cowboys were kind of keeping things basic in this game because of the fact that it was so weird and wonky. Uh, but it was um, it was a very, very strange, you know, kind of overall deal. Um, I missed a five dollar super chat. I'm being told. Let me move up here. Uh, thank you. Watson Mata. My bad. Thank you for the super chat. It says every NFL team can be a very tough day. Sloppy grass field. We're fine. And I, I'm not trying to argue with you, Watson Mata, certainly. And, and thank you once again for the um, the super chat. I, d- I mean, I think it's fine to say that, you know, it wasn't a fine win, right? That there are some concerning things. But I think that that's true of anyone. And that's not to say that the standard isn't to win the Super Bowl or things like that. It's just to say that they're a normal, very good team, right? They're, they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And I think that we are are so stressed and insecure about this that, you know, it's like, man, you, you, like, you – they couldn't have won the Super Bowl tonight. I hate to break it to you. They could not have won the Super Bowl tonight on the road against the Tennessee Titans. Um, and so I, I think they did what they had to do. I think that they have 12 wins and four losses. They have, you know, three losses with Dak Prescott and and, and two of them, the, the last two have both come in overtime after blowing huge leads. I mean, they have found a way to dig in and hold on and win ugly. And there's going to be a lot of people. I promise you, there are going to be a lot of, of people who are going to throw out the lame, low-hanging fruit. Dak has as many interceptions as Derek Carr, despite playing fewer games, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. That is just, it's all its all noise at this point. And that's not to say, like, they're winning and the win is all that matters. That's not my point. My point is they are playing very, very good football, and they are making mistakes, and that is frustrating, but they are still winning, and in this case, covering in spite of those whoops-a-daisies, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. Jared Williams, I love this question. Thank you for the super chat. It says, is Hilton the second most reliable wide receiver already? I have a feeling what the chat is going to answer. Um, and Jared, my answer to you 
is yes. Um, I think he is the second most reliable receiver. C.D. Lamb is awesome, by the way, in case anybody somehow missed it um, on the broadcast or on Twitter. Uh, C.D. Lamb hit 100 receptions on the season. He is the third Cowboys player to have 100 catches in a season. The only ones uh, were Michael Irvin and Jason Witten. By the way, I saw a friend of the show, Bobby Belt, uh, tweeted out that he has had three games uh, straight consecutively with 100 yards receiving the first receiver since Terrell Owens to do that for the Cowboys since 2007. So obviously T.O. is in the news as of late. Um, C.D. Lamb, he he is him. I think I'm too old to say that um, at this point, but um, but C.D. is amazing. And so, the, yeah, the second most reliable dude is, is T.Y. Hilton. And that bums me out as a Michael Gallup fan. Tonight was the Dalton Schultz game, right? Like we finally kind of got one. Um, and so maybe you want to include, you know, Dalton Schultz as far as pass catchers. I know your question is about receivers specifically. Um, so if, if Schultz and Gallup come along, I thought Noah Brown was was important in this game. Caleb Swanson says Noah Brown and MG13 are starting to be real worrisome. I wouldn't say that in the sense that Noah Brown should not have a, an important role on offense. And it's not a slight against Noah Brown, but Michael Gallup does. And that's why Michael Gallup not playing up to it is worrisome. But Noah Brown, uh, give him the Academy Award. I thought he was phenomenal in the sense that he was what the Cowboys needed him to be in this game. But yeah, it is. Look, I'm all hyped about T.Y. Hilton, but it is troubling, obviously, um, that he can step in, you know, and, and automatically be, you know, one of the more consistent receivers on this team. Um, it's um, it's wild. Kevin says, I have no idea how lame is in an option for the player of the game. It looks like CeeDee Lamb's going to take the, the answer. A lot of you, we do include the the option of another player for write-in answers. You know, sometimes things are a little bit different. Uh, so um, it is what it is. Uh, Kevin also notes, I think we had too high of expectations for Gallup this year, given his ACL was torn at the end of last season. I would agree with that. However, I would only offer that the expectations had to be that way because, and look, we've relitigated that many, many, many times, but because the Cowboys traded away Amari Cooper, because the Cowboys did nothing else really in free agency as evidenced by the fact that T.Y. Hilton stepped in in December and made such an impact, but the Cowboys set the stage for Michael Gallup to be important and critical to their success in the passing game. And so it's unfortunate that that has not happened, but that was a bet that the Cowboys made. The one decision or the one kind of area of decisions the Cowboys have made that has not worked out in their favor has been just about everything a wide receiver outside of signing uh, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Colby says T.Y. is a great player. Uh, Al Sagi says stock down Zeke. I definitely don't have Zeke as a stock down. Um, we might as well get through all the stock downs. Uh, big shocker, Calvin Joseph. Whoa, what a surprise. Um, you know, it is what it is. Peyton Hendershot, stock down for me. I mean, if you're the direct cause for an interception, um, I mean, it's it's just a tough scene. It's a tough scene for Peyton Hendershot. So I uh, hate to see that. And then stock down the injury bug. Cowboys dealing with a number of injuries, as we talked about a little while ago um, at the top, uh, making sure once again, I don't miss um, anything here. By the way, I just saw a tweet from one of our writers, uh, David Howman. Uh, Mike McCarthy is the fastest Cowboys coach this century to reach to reach 30 career wins. Uh, so good for him. Carlos Hernandez. Thank you for the super chat. Says true blue fan watching from Japan. Carlos. Whoa. Welcome from Japan. Um, what time is it? I'm very curious. I'm going to guess. I really don't know. So it's total guess. I'm going to guess it's like 2 p.m. in Japan right now. It's uh, 11 p.m. Central time. Um, so I really don't know, but I'm curious. Anyway, uh, Carlos says ugly game, but we still won and covered. Good point. Hilton was a clutch add to the squad. Another good point. Watch the tape, clean it up, and hope for the best Cowboys scenarios this weekend. 
This is the take. I mean, this is the right take. Shout out to Japan, obviously, as a whole. And shout out to Carlos more specifically here. Um, I don't know if somebody... Uh, Carlos said it's about to be 2 p.m. Wow, thank you so much. How could I... Look, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I just totally guessed. So, um, you know, good for me. I can clearly guess uh, times all across the world. But um, it, it it was not a perfect game. But what was what was the last perfect game? Or, or actually, I, w- I would answer ask this question instead. How many perfect games have the Cowboys played this season? How many perfect games has any team played this season, right? I think we would all say the game against the Vikings, like I said, the downfall of the fan base as a whole was the Vikings game. That that was a perfect game. Who else in the NFL has played a perfect game? I would like to hear the answer. I would challenge somebody to let me know how many perfect games NFL teams have played this season. We all agree that the Kansas City Chiefs are, are the gold standard, right? Like they're the gold standard for offensive success, team success, obviously. And I'm not at all in any way trying to intimate or implicate uh, or imply that the Cowboys are the Kansas City Chiefs. But you look at what the Chiefs did last week, right? Chiefs kind of had a low-key struggle against the Seahawks, a Seahawks team that everybody was kind of ready to jump off the ship from. The week before, they struggled, or excuse me, they struggled in Houston against the Texans. They had to go to overtime. The week before that, the Chiefs almost blew a massive lead against the Denver Broncos, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Again, it's almost as if winning in the NFL is a very difficult thing no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter where you play. It is always hard to win in the NFL. That is a truth. Uh, let's see here. Uh, SMH Junior 88. Once again, think of it. The Super Chat says CD's contract is getting bigger every week. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, but you know what? It's not our money, and that's all right. That's cool. Uh, Kevin says Rams against Broncos. That's a good answer for a perfect game. Um, but the Broncos really helped, right? <laughs> the Broncos did everything they could to help in that game. Alex Storm says stock up TY because he came in ready to play and not collect a check sitting at home laughing at Jerry. Cough, OBJ, cough. I do have TY Hilton as a stock up. We already talked about him as the most consistent receiver on this team outside of CD Lamb. His stat line isn't going to be impressive. I know a lot of you in the comments were talking about his career, but actually it is impressive, right? <laughs> I kind of overlooked it. Four, four catches, a cool 50 yards. No big deal. <laughs> Just four catches for 50 yards. And if you think, you know, for a second, it's like, oh, man, like, well, he was targeted a bench. No, five times. I mean, he is very, very, very reliable. He has made some impact plays in a very short time period for the Dallas Cowboys. He is wonderful. He is just a cool player. He's just he's somebody that I think we've all at one point in time had on our fantasy team, right? Like he's just a cool player. And it's really cool to kind of watch him, um, you know, have success with the Cowboys. Uh, Let's see here. Um, um, let's see here. Colby says, I actually didn't like the play calling by Kellen Moore tonight. I saw us run way too many times in the stack boxes on early down against a team that stops the run well based on scheme. That's true. Tennessee, definitely a team that invites you to throw the ball. And I would offer that the Cowboys did kind of lean into that. Um, Dak Prescott threw the ball 41 times in this game. And in fact, Dak Prescott, we haven't even talked about this. Dak Prescott gave us all a scare, right? I, I don't know. I know that there are some Dak haters here in the chat and whatever. That's fine. But I mean, I hope that even the most like ardent Dak haters are not rooting for injury. That was a really scary moment, right? And <laughs> at the end of the first half, I think we were all really, 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 really nervous uh, with what was happening at the end of the first half. And Dak and the injury, I think he calmed everybody down when he used his legs. I think that's an underrated thing, too, is Dak starting to use his mobility a little bit more. Not that he's the most mobile quarterback, but still, it is an asset to his game. Um, so I, I do think that Kellen did kind of lean into that, but it, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to, to throw the ball or to attack in the air a lot when you're just trying to get out of this game healthy. That was the goal. 
the, the goal in this game was to win, but the goal mo- first and foremost was to get out of this game healthy. If the Cowboys could win, that would be awesome. That would be gravy. Welcome to life. We have the chicken, the beef, whatever, and the gravy on top. Um, it's um, as Anwar the Manwar says, injuries are definitely starting to pile up. I still haven't seen any um, any update from the Cowboys um, as far as injuries are concerned, but I mean, it, it was a very very terrifying moment, and so that I. I really hope the Cowboys made up their mind with how they want to approach next week before tonight. I don't think I don't think you should react to tonight and say, well, now we can't play anybody. You should have made that decision before tonight. If the Eagles win on Sunday and lock the Cowboys in, the Cowboys should follow a plan that they detailed earlier in the week. They should not emotionally react to what happened in Tennessee, although I obviously acknowledge that it was very, very, very scary. Um, Sam Jordan says our receivers need to stop dropping passes into, inter- into interceptions. I agree with you. I mean... <laughs> Um, I agree. Um, that's my watch, uh, that wanted to be on the show. So thank you very much to Siri. Um, I always say thank you to my watch or my phone whenever I do something, because when the machines take over, they will remember that I was kind to them. So, uh, sorry to everybody that my watch insisted on speaking here. Um, Shane Davis says, do we give Nishan Wright a stock up? He didn't play tonight or he didn't play too bad tonight. I thought I I'm not opposed to it. Um, I, I, he almost made my list. Um, I keep it to 10, obviously, uh, for cool kind of numerical reasons. But um, let's see here. Uh, Captain Thunder, if you're just going to spam some ridiculous questions here, we're going to put you in timeout. We won't block you, but we'll put you in timeout. We're all here to have a conversation, not to just rile people up. Uh, we can talk about Dak uh, in a moment here. I, I recognize that's a hot subject here. But I had Nashawn ride in here, uh, but I knocked him out for Dante Fowler. I mean, Dante had the force fumble early on. He had almost had a big moment last week against the Eagles. And so I'm, I feel badly about Nashawn Wright. I know he got beaten. Everybody saw that. But I do think that Nashawn Wright has really come along and really provided a huge kind of answer in a sense that um, we thought that, that the Cowboys were doomed at, at outside corner opposite of Trayvon Diggs because Kelvin Joseph was so bad. We thought that the Anthony Brown injury was going to be their undoing, and it might very well be. But Nashawn Wright has at the very least given the Cowboys a legitimate option, and that is an important thing. Uh, Fred Hold Bates, uh, question for the group. I don't know the answer here, uh, but Fred Hold Bates says, anybody know where I can buy the hoodie Mike McCarthy was wearing tonight? I believe it was a Navy hoodie um, with, with the Cowboy Joe logo. So I don't know the answer, but if somebody does, please let us know um, in, in the chat so that Fred Hold Bates can get one. I would check the Cowboy store, cowboyshop.com. The Cowboys Pro Shop is awesome. So uh, that would be my first guess, but I'm sure you've already checked there. So uh, best of luck. All right, so uh, let's see here. We have a few things to get to. Luke Scott says, Jason Peters stock up. Didn't make my list, but I'm totally fine if you want to do that. I mean, Jason Peters, hey, come in. Play left tackle now. Like, what a what a stud. Jason Peters remains a stud. Tyler Steed says, Schultz can't be player of the game because he literally quit on the Bayard pick. Didn't fight for the ball. Didn't pursue. That's kind of fair. Um, that's that's fair. Tommy notes that Nishan is millions of light years better than Kelvin Joseph. Good for Tommy using light years as a unit of distance. That's actually what it is. Like it's a unit of a measurement of distance, not a measurement of time, which is a common mistake. Watson Mata, thank you for the super chats. Says I hated every time they said Hankins tonight for that running back. Hassan Hankins, the Titans running back, uh, would have been a cool. I, a lot of people mocked him to the Cowboys in the draft process just because of the situation with Zeke and Pollard. Obviously, that didn't wind up being the case. Watson Mata adds, reminds me that our stud nose tackle Hankins is still not back. Fingers crossed, obviously, uh, for the um, you know for the playoffs that he comes back. Let's see here. Um, okay, so there's a, a discussion happening in the chat. Andrew, by the way, notes that the hoodie was fire, that McCarthy was. A lot of you like the hoodie, uh, according to the chat. I haven't seen anybody offer a place to get it, 
Uh, but Michael Grove says, I want to give a shout out for Tyler Smith for switching positions with the Biotis injury. I mean, like, I don't think that we are somehow, I, I don't think we're giving enough credit to Tyler Smith for the rookie season that he's having. Left guard, left tackle, left guard, you know, snip, snap, snip, snap, Michael Scott. I mean, what a just incredible, you know, level of position flex that Tyler Smith has. Uh, Jorge, it's a great point. I don't have him on the list either, but Connor McGovern, honorable stock up for stepping in at center. That is a very, very difficult thing to do. So I'm absolutely with you. I might, when I write the article, give um, the offensive line. You've you've all talked me into it. The offensive line gets an honorary stock up. So uh, good for them. Uh, let's see here. Al Sagi, sorry about that, says RJ, love watching your recap each week. Stock up, RJ. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Kenneth, I don't know if this is a joke, says stock down money Maher. Brett Maher was awesome. Brett Maher, by the way, set a franchise record for points scored this season. If you've been watching me, you know that I have never doubted Brett Maher, ever. I would never have spoken an ill word about Brett Maher. In all seriousness, he was so awesome. I mean, I'm so happy for Brett Maher um, and his story, his, his story of perseverance. I tweeted this, and I've said this on shows before. He should be eligible for Comeback Player of the Year. He absolutely should. I know that that sounds silly to people, but what he has done has been incredible. So all the credit in the world um to um to brett maher let's see here um kenneth says what is the issue with our run blocking our personnel should be blowing people off the ball i mean it's hard and the titans are good at defending the run so this is not maybe the the game to kind of um uses the barometer for that um 
So it is what it is. And to answer Mikey's question here, was Zeke bad or Tennessee good? I think it was a combination of things. And I also think, I mean, we talked about it. I think missing Tony Pollard takes a toll. And I think the Tony Pollard has a very valuable role to this offense. And if, and if you somehow still haven't understood this, not you, Mikey, but anybody, um, the way the Cowboys approach this game, you can make a very strong argument that Tony Pollard is the most explosive and most important player besides Dak Prescott to the Dallas Cowboys offense. Obviously, CeeDee Lamb has a great case in that argument as well. Um, but Tony Pollard has, has a very strong argument, and they did not play him in this game, right? Like, think about that, right? Think, think about the fact that the Cowboys were willing to rest their most dynamic, arguably offensive player that isn't their quarterback. That tells you, um, I don't mean to be rude to the Titans here, but that tells you how seriously they took this game. They know what's at stake. They know the bigger picture ahead. They know that you, contrary to what we discussed earlier, cannot win the Super Bowl on a random Thursday night in Tennessee, no matter how frustrating it is when you don't score a touchdown on every possession. Uh, thank you to SMH Junior 88 for the super chat once again. It says, call me crazy, but Peter Smith, McGovern, Martin Smith, ain't that bad. Yeah, it's not bad. You got two Hall of Famers, three Hall of Famers on that offensive line. It's definitely uh, not bad. Um, so, um, you know, <laughs> not bad at all. Oh, Kenneth on the Maher point um, says uh, the bad kickoff. That's okay. You know what? The guy the guy made a mistake. That's fine. Bree Bree Nick um, says, RJ, you promised DeMarcus where twice you would get some wear swag posted in the office. Still nothing. That's uh, what's up. That's a good point. I need to get on that. Uh, I have some gift cards that I got for Christmas, and now I know what I need to use them on. Thank you for holding me accountable, Bree Bree uh, Nick. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see here. Chris Modson again, this point is going to get told and said a million different times um, that the Titans had their third stringers out there. They did rest a lot of starters, but the Titans did not throw out like some high school team. Again, I, and I'm not saying that you should feel incredible about the way the Cowboys played, but the Titans are, however you want it, whatever unit of measurement, whatever, you know, piece of data you want to use. They are one of the better run defending teams in the NFL. That is true. And I think the Titans deserve a lot of credit. I mean, I think Mike Vrabel deserves a lot of credit. They did not fold tonight like it kind of seemed like they were going to do early on. Uh, Justin Scott, by the way, says my daughter has the same theory about being kind to the machines. They will one day be our overlords. Hey, look at that, Justin Scott. I never thought this conversation would turn in this direction. Um, okay, let's see here. I want to make sure I don't miss any um, comments before we have uh, this discussion. Uh, okay, let's. This is the one to to steer us in this direction. Zane, I need a swig of root beer as we go down this road. Zane says, "Do you really believe Dak is the one to take us to the promised land?" All right. This is not an ad. I just happen to like this root beer a lot. It's diet root beer. It's no calories. You get older in life, you got to start cutting corners. I found this one. All right. Yes. The answer is yes. All right. Quit being silly. And I'm not saying you're doing this, thing, but quit being silly. Quit holding Dak to some impossible standard. Quit Quit refusing to like something. I mean, quit, quit being upset that you have a very good player who plays quarterback for your favorite team, presumably. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're here, I presume that you are a fan of the Dallas Cowboys to some degree. And so I, I just, I'm really bummed for people that don't like Dak Prescott. I really am. And it's, it's not something that's unique to him. It's obviously Tony Romo went through it too. It's just the state of being the Cowboys quarterback. Uh, by the way, Kevin calling me out on my diet soft drink, Kevin, it's okay. I'm just, let me, let me have this moment. It's been a long night. Uh, but anyway, uh, if it isn't obvious, Dak didn't make my list here, but I have termed this volatile stock. Um, I use this when it's necessary and, um, I, I just don't, I don't know what, what the, 
what the answer is for people. I don't know what the suggestion is. I understand we live like I'm guilty of it, too. I love to make jokes on the Internet and, and go off for tweets and retweets. And a lot of you have obviously pointed out that diet soda is bad for me. Don't worry. All right. Let's get, I'll get it out of the house. All right, people. I appreciate you taking an interest in my health. Uh, but um, he's amazing. I mean, like this. He is incredible. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to tell you he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to tell you he's but but there are a lot of times that he's better than Josh Allen. There are a lot of times that he's better than Jalen Hurts. There are times where he is is wheeling and dealing like one of the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you can't see that, I'm not going to sit here and like make fun of you and say, oh, you're missing it. I'm just sad for you. I'm sad that like this dude is so awesome. He's so easy to root for. And he's the quarterback of our favorite team. Like you would think that that would make you happy. I mean, I just don't know what you're looking for. I don't understand. Like I said, the guy, if you want to, you know, if, if you do want to hold him accountable for all three of the turnovers, fine. I'm fine giving the fumble to Dak. But if you want to say all three of them were, were just on Dak, he's so terrible. Cool. He scored 27 points. I mean, the guy pulled off a third and 30 miracle last week. Like, he has it. Whatever you want to call it, he has it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Johnny Boy RN says Dak is putting this offense on his back and has done so much to take over games. I'll take that all day. The interceptions are a byproduct of an offense that still scored. That's such a great point. The Cowboys are 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 throwing throwing it out. They're they're a grenade offense. They're they're hitting everything. And when when you're when you're that prolific, you're going to turn the ball over. Show, I would love it. Point me in the direction of the offense that only scores touchdowns and scores touchdowns on every single possession. Enlighten me, please, because since Dak Prescott returned from the thumb injury, this is not a joke or a silly thing. They are literally the best offense in the NFL. So I just don't understand what people want. Well, I want to win games. They've won most of them. They have won most of the games since he has come back. Well, I, I don't want to lose in the playoffs. What playoff game have they lost? What playoff game? What Super Bowl? What divisional round? What silly landmark have they not achieved as of Thursday, December 29th, 2022 at 11, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2, 12 Central Standard Time in Japan, as we just discovered, although it's uh, it's Friday, December 30th. I mean, you you have to you have to reconcile this with yourself if you're still like Dak and Dunk or whatever silly little phrase you want to offer or spit out. You are missing out. You are the one who is not able to enjoy this ride and it is an incredible ride and so um it's that's not to say he's perfect again this is a conversation that really 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 just tends to not go places with people um it's 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 frustrating it's a really really frustrating one patrick says he's not the one until he's the one every quarterback is doubted in the playoffs until it happens Dak is a great quarterback he has the tools to do it 100 percent I want to nominate Patrick for the MVP of the chat. For anyone who doesn't know, Patrick is a great friend of the show, and Patrick is not afraid to say here in front of all of us that he's an Eagles fan. And everybody be cool to Patrick. Think about this. Think about it. Some of Patrick roots against the Cowboys, roots for nothing but football misery for the Cowboys, and can come in, and I'm going to read this again for the podcast audience, and say, this is fair, right? This is ultimately what it comes down to. He's not the one until he's the one. You don't do it until you do it. Fine. Every quarterback is not in the playoffs until it happens. Dak is a great quarterback. He has the tools to do it 100%. I mean, it's just, it's tough. It's tough to understand um, what people want or what people expect because people are going to come in like Jimbo Slice and say interception league leader. It's just, um, it's a situation that is very, very, very frustrating. Um, Caleb offers wins and losses are not a quarterback stat alone. Dak's stats put him statistically top seven and above. If a team wants to win it all, it falls on the shoulders of every player. I agree with that. 
I missed a super chat. I'm racing up to get it. Thank you, KHY001, uh, for the super chats. It's just because you aren't a starter. Uh, doesn't mean you aren't good. You guys rave about our depth at certain spots. You don't think other teams don't do the same. KHY001 is talking to all of you, by the way, um, who are talking about the Titans resting their starters. That's I, I don't want to speak for you, KHY, but that's what I understand your point to be. Um, yes, the Titans sat Derrick Henry. Yes, the Titans sat Danigo Autry and all sorts of players. But again, they're not like the worst group of all time without them, right? I mean, to, to KHY's point, the Cowboys early on this season went 4-1 and one, and for most of that stretch did not have their starting quarterback and Dak Prescott did not have their starting left tackle who they envisioned in Tyron Smith did not have one of their starting receivers, obviously in, uh, in Michael Gallup. I mean, they were, and for parts of it did not have their starting tight end in Dalton Schultz. Right. I mean, the Cowboys themselves are living proof that sometimes when you don't have your starters, you can find a way to win. And so it's, um, it's a really, really, uh, really interesting kind of time rick brings us back to earth <laughs> loved the white helmet and uniforms they were sharp they were good um these are uniforms that i don't think you can burn um they were so great and for anyone who doesn't know what happened um i i find stuff like this to be interesting um the nfl allows teams to have at least at, at, in our current moment allows teams to have two different helmets and by that i mean literally physical helmets so the Cowboys have a silver helmet, which is their normal one, right? Like a silver base. And now they have a white one, right? And so we have seen the Cowboys actually wear, if you want to call it this way, uh, four different helmets throughout this entire season, right? They've worn the normal silver blue stripe star on the helmet, right? They had the red stripe. That's a second one. They had the throwback helmet that they wore on Thanksgiving. And this helmet that they wore tonight is actually the same base. It's, it's the white base. Uh, but the throwback helmet, and if you don't know, uh, the star on it is just navy. It's just a navy kind of plain-looking star. What the Cowboys did tonight is they put the normal star that has the white trim around it, right, that's on the silver helmets, they put that star on it and put the normal blue stripes, obviously. The middle stripe is obviously white, so it matches the white. It was a cool look. It was a really cool, innovative idea uh, shout out to the Cowboys for kind of coming up with that and, and kind of – uh, finding a loophole to find a, another alternative helmet. Um, so very, very cool. And to pair it with the color rush uniforms was just a really, really great look. Um, so that was awesome. Caleb says the white helmet and the red stripe helmets always look so sharp. Kim uh, Rinderer, hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, says, I love the uniforms, but that feel was crap and our uniforms <laughs> turned green and brown. I agree. Uh, Mikey Montana with a great question says, if you could bring back one of our injured players back right now for the playoffs, who would you pick? And why? Um, hmm. I mean, right now I'd pick Leighton Vandresh. <laughs> that would be the one. Uh, I'd pick Leighton Vandresh. Although there's an argument to be made that it's oh, Mike uh, Howie, by the way, knows that it was a white face mask too. That's correct. They, but the white face mask is still in in uh, in lining up with the rules. Great point. It, it was a white face mask tonight. Um, Leighton Vandresh, I think, is the answer. You could certainly argue Anthony Brown. As Juanita notes, uh, you could argue Terrence Steele. Uh, a lot of people saying Anthony Brown. I think the best player of that group is probably Terrence Steele, um, but the Cowboys have an answer, right, which is why you can kind of talk yourself into going a different direction. Anthony Barr was better, I thought, in this game, so maybe you're not as hard-pressed to go Leighton Vanderish. Anthony Brown, though, would, I think, appease um, a lot of our or, – or, you know, sort of soften – our concerns as far as the cornerback position is concerned. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, let's see here. 
Patrick says, yes, the Cowboys are in the playoffs. They absolutely can go on to run and win the Super Bowl. Patrick just, you know, really, really coming for Cowboys fans to like him. So, uh, Caleb, by the way, answers this questions. Uh, Kenneth, by, uh, Kenneth asked me if Jerry and the Cowboys pay Leighton Vanderish. Probably not. Uh, probably not with Damone Clark really coming along. We'll see what Jabril Cox offers. Uh, but, um, but yeah, let's see here. Um, there was a question. Oh, Caleb says, or just heal Parsons back up to hundred percent. I really thought that the Micah Parsons was really kind of good, um, on, on Sunday. Um, so I'm talking Sunday on Thursday. So uh, great point. I got distracted because I saw this tweet, uh, from friend of the show, David Hellman of Fox sports. Obviously everybody knows Hellman from his time at DallasCowboys.com. Does a great job with Fox sports. Now we talked about this on our round table and I want to round up, uh, or round out rather our stock report here, but this is a, a, a question that I think is important. Um, so this is Hellman's tweet. Low key think the Cowboys are better off rooting for Philly to destroy the saints on Sunday. Don't give the decision makers any reason to give the starters meaningful minutes in that ball pit they call FedEx field. Uh, so, I mean, while we're obviously sitting here trashing the field that the Titans um, call home that the Cowboys just played in, I'll put it to you, loyal uh, listeners and viewers who are here with us live. Do you want to see the Eagles win on Sunday? And forget the Eagles part of it, right? Just focus on the impact that it has on the Cowboys. And what that means, if the Eagles win, it locks the Cowboys in. If the Eagles win, then no matter what the Cowboys do next week, they are going to be the five seed in the NFC. So Hellman's point, again, we talked about this earlier this week here at BTB, is if the Eagles win, and again, I know a lot of you are saying, no, 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 I understand you can't get past the Eagles part of it, but you could argue that it's better for the Cowboys to have that decision taken away from them, right? Like, because if the Cowboys have a chance, they should, right? If they have a chance, they should play for the one seat, right? They should play for the one seat if they have a chance. Anybody should, right? They should never say, ah, we don't want the one seat. That would be silly. Or the division even, right? Because they could still win the division without winning the one seat. That being said, there is something to, you know, this this kind of forcing your hand if you're a Cowboys fan, right? And forcing you to say, you know what? We gave it a run, but okay, five seat it is. Because if, if the Eagles lose on Sunday, then the Cowboys could play to win next week, right? They could play to win in Washington. And we don't know Washington's playoff status, by the way, right? We don't know. They may really, really, really need that game. And keep in mind, we're sitting here fresh off this win against the Titans. And we're talking about the moment with Dak that was really scary. Malik Hooker left. Jaron Curse left. Tyler Biotis left. You don't know what would happen next week against the Commanders, right? So do you want to risk that? Because the Eagles could just win next week. Right. The Eagles could just win next week and you could lose somebody or some sort of catastrophe could happen and you could be in an even worse position than you are now because you had to play to win. So, again, I mean, I can kind of see both sides of this. It's a really it's one of those things where, like, you can find any example to support it in NFL history. Right. You can find examples of teams who rested and went on terrace, who rested and fell apart. You can find teams who played and fell apart, teams who played and it worked out for them. You can find any and every kind of combination of scenario. Um but it's it's just it's an interesting thing to consider at the very least. But I, I think I'm with all of you um, that I want to I certainly want to see the Eagles lose. Uh, but I kind of I'm not a hundred zero. Right. Like I, I see the benefits in, in the Eagles winning, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, Patrick coming in again says no matter what, you should root for what's best for your team, not what's worse for your rival. That's exactly where I'm at. I'm trying to figure out what I think is best for the Cowboys. And I can make an argument for either one, which is why I'm torn on this um on this particular question. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jorge says, no matter the outcome, bring in Cooper rush at halftime. I like that answer. Um, that's uh, well said. Let's get through my stock report. And then we can kind of finish this up uh, with some fun stuff here. Uh, so I said Malik Davis stock up. 
uh, I should have, I don't know if I said, but Dalton Schultz stock up. He's one of our player of the game nominees. Demarcus Lawrence, I said stock up. Dante Fowler, T.Y. Hilton, uh, Brett Maher. I mean, Brett Maher seriously was an incredible player, I thought, for the Cowboys. Once again, just finding ways to be clutch. Comeback player of the year. Make it happen, NFL, please. We already talked about volatile stock, Dak Prescott, and we talked our three stock downs, Kelvin Joseph, Peyton Hendershot, and the injury bug. Still no um, no information on that. But um, let's see here. Uh, Trayvon Diggs just tweeted, bro really had one hand tonight, LOL. I think he's talking about Micah Parsons with the club. Um, so um, that is uh, kind of funny. Uh, Micah Parsons, like I said, was really great. Uh, Johnny Boy RN says getting rested and healthy is important, but you can't play this game afraid to get hurt. Uh, Astro Joe, obviously, all you guys are talking about the playoff stuff. Says if you get the number one seed, you probably play the Eagles after the wild card round anyway. One point slash JG twenty six underscore J Dog nailed it. Says I want the one seed. I'm with you. I mean, like I obviously, like if the question is can I have the one seed or not, um, I want the one seed. But I understand how it works out for the Cowboys to potentially be locked into the fives. There's that there's some truth to that and that's okay. John Rico says Anthony Barr stock up again, didn't make my list, but I'm, I'm fine with it. If you want to put him there, I thought this was a great game um, for, um, for Anthony Barr in some senses, just some other guys made it against uh, over him in my mind. SMH junior 88. Thank you again for the super chats is Philadelphia rolling the dice playing hurts with LJ out lane Johnson, obviously out. Uh, doesn't seem like Hertz is going to play this week, but we would see what happened to the Eagles next week. That would be uh, very interesting. Um, so Jared Williams says, did winning today force the Eagles to play their starters this Sunday? Just to clear this up, if the Cowboys had lost, obviously they didn't, but if the Cowboys had lost, the Eagles would have only clinched the division tonight. Um, so they technically would have still had something to play for. Obviously, this is not real because the Cowboys won, uh, but so they would have had to play anyway to beat the Saints. Um and to pick up the one seed, uh, obviously the Vikings could lose, and that would give Philly the one seed anyway. So they technically could have not played anybody uh, and had the Cowboys lose and the Vikings lose and picked it all up. Uh, but it, it is what it is. Paul asks, this is an important question uh, because we're sitting here talking about what if the Eagles lose on Sunday to the Saints? Is there a chance Philly loses and plays the earlier game? I can promise you this, Paul, and everybody else. If the Eagles lost on Sunday to the Saints, the NFL would not do that. They would schedule the Cowboys, Commanders, and Eagles, Giants games in parallel because they would want both teams to play. Obviously, the Cowboys would be aware of what was happening, you know, somehow, some way, uh, but they would not schedule one before the other. They might schedule the Cowboys game before, but they would not schedule um, the Eagles game before. That would that would be an unfair um, sort of situation because think about it. What if Philly won and then Dallas laid down and then Washington beat a, a Cowboys team that was chilling out and got into the playoffs. So you don't want that to happen um, in any way, shape or form. Uh, let's see here. Um, Patrick now comes in full Eagles. So sorry guys, you're not getting the one seed. Uh, well said. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, Bree Nick says off subject. Do you think Dobbs can beat the Jaguars next week? I like this question from Bree Nick. Um, what does everybody think? Who wins next Sunday? The Josh Dobbs Titans or the Trevor Lawrence Jaguars. That game's in Jacksonville, for anybody who's curious. I personally think that that game is going to get flexed to Sunday night football. Um, obviously, the league always gives us, um, you know, kind of a the, the most impactful win-and-in game in Week 18 on Sunday night. Uh, everybody's saying Jaguars. Wow, everybody's <laughs> saying Jaguars. I haven't seen one single Titans comment. Um, I guess <laughs> I, I, I anticipated a little bit of Titans love. Uh, but, uh, wow. Let's see here. 
Um, Kevin asks a question, says, RJ, you don't think that if the commanders are fighting for a playoff spot, that flex Sunday night game isn't going to be Cowboys Washington? No, I, I mean, I understand Kevin that, um, that the Cowboys are ratings gold and all sorts of stuff, but the NFL is not going to do that. Like as an example here, we're sitting here talking about Jaguars Titans is a win and in game. Both those teams have to play to win. Um, even if the commanders need it, the NFL doesn't, that would not be cool to put the Cowboys there when they don't need anything. I mean, so, um, Titans Jaguars isn't going to move a lot of ratings in local markets, but I mean, um, that, that makes the most sense to me. There's a world, um, where the lions and Packers, if things break the right direction this week, maybe the lions and Packers are playing for the final wild card spot in the NFC. If that happens, if it's, if it's truly winning in for Detroit and green Bay, then that's my prediction. I, I, I think the NFL would definitely, uh, put Lions Packers above Jaguars Titans, even though Jaguars Titans is for the division. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's the Packers and the Lions. Everybody loves Paul. Thank you for the super chat says double header Sunday night flex NFC East. No, I think the Cowboys will end up playing at noon next week, along with the Eagles, assuming they lose. Uh, but even if the Eagles win, I think the Cowboys play at noon. We'll see once again what happens um, with the commanders. I do want to mention this. There's a few of you who have said things about the the Buccaneers uh, because now we're in this reality, right? The Cowboys have won. And if the Eagles win on Sunday, the Cowboys are locked into the five seed. We know that. If the Buccaneers win on Sunday, they are locked into the four seed. So it's possible that we know Sunday night, it's possible that we know that the Cowboys and Bucks are playing in the wild card round. I understand that we're all sitting here and saying that's probably going to happen. It's technically not true yet, right? Like we're talking about beyond a shadow of a doubt, concrete, absolutely happening. Those two things, if the Eagles win and if the Bucks win, if those two things happen this week, we know for show the Cowboys are heading to Tampa Bay in the wild card round of the playoffs. So uh, we do rooting guides every week at Blog and the Boys, obviously tell you the things that we think are best to root for. We're rooting for the Panthers because we don't want, right? We're sitting here saying like, well, you know, the Cowboys should, shouldn't rest. We don't want the Bucks to have an opportunity to rest. We do not want that. I'm, I mean, the Bucks might wind up winning the NFC South, but we want them to have to play next week. So we don't want to give the Bucks the chance to rest anybody next week. So we're rooting for the Panthers. We're rooting for the Giants, excuse me, the Colts. We want the Giants to lose to the Colts because if the Eagles lose, on Sunday, obviously we're rooting against the Eagles. If the Eagles lose, we want the Giants to have something to play for next week. If the Giants beat the Colts on Sunday, they clinch a playoff berth. So what we do not want is for the Giants to have nothing to play for next week. And then the Eagles, even if they did lose to the Saints, to have a Giants team playing for nothing. That would really suck. That would really piss us off. Uh, Anthony Gonzalez, thank you for the super chat, Anthony. Uh, wonderful photo you have in your profile picture. I've always meant to tell you that. Says I really think Dak is playing 4D chess, <laughs> testing himself and the team with some of these passes. That 60-yard bullet said it all. He has another level over 9,000 that he is waiting to unfurl in the playoffs. Orale, Cowboys. Um, I I know that Anthony said this somewhat tongue in cheek. Uh, tongue in, I'm sorry, tongue in cheek. I kind of believe this. Like I, I, I kind of believe. That this was a we saw the weird kind of pitch to CD Lamb in this game. We saw the you know Kellen Moore. We saw Dak move out and, and Cowboys go wildcat. Right? Like we saw some kind of weird stuff. And I know that that's like a, a Kellen Moore staple. Um, but if you're gonna do that, right? Like if you're gonna figure something out, 
now's the time, right? Like, like if you're gonna if you're gonna test things out, you don't have a preseason to get ready for the playoffs, but you do have this opportunity. You did have this opportunity against a Titans team that isn't that good, and you had a chance to kind of throw crap against a wall. So I kind of uh, I kind of buy this just a little bit. I buy it just the, the tiniest little bit. So um, I like that comment. Thank you once again for the super chat, Anthony Gonzalez. Um, Kevin says the bombs on third and super long is a good play. You have three options as a catch or PI for a first down or a 60 yard interception is as good as a punt. That's the other thing. Like we sit here rightfully and we criticize the Cowboys from a penalty perspective. Oh, this team committing penalties. Oh, this team, blah, blah. The Titans committed a pass interference on third and 19. It can always be worse. Like, and that's, again, that doesn't mean the Cowboys are great or perfect. They have kind of cut down the penalties unless their name is Kelvin Joseph, of course. Uh, but I mean, Think about that. Like, and people say, like, oh, well, it worked out for them. Yeah, well, it was pass interference. Like, I mean, it was a correct call. It was pass interference. And the Cowboys, yeah, they got bailed out, but they won, they covered, and it's okay. And now we're in a great place. All right. Now, as Cowboys fans, obviously, we don't know if the Eagles are going to lose. We don't know if the Vikings are going to lose or the 49, the 49ers are going to lose to the Raiders. That's just not happening, right? But we don't know what's going to happen. But the Cowboys did what they oh, Fred Hold Bates let us know, people. Fred Hold found the hoodie. Fred Hold, um, could you please drop the link to the hoodie here in the chat? Uh, for anybody, there were a lot of people who liked Mike McCarthy's Cowboy Joe hoodie. Fred Hold uh, has used this time to find the hoodie, I guess, on the internet. So please, Fred Hold, uh, let us know uh, where the hoodie can be purchased so people can get it. Although Loco has let us know that it's out of stock. So um, sorry, sorry to hear that. Uh, tough scene. I was super excited for you guys for a moment. Um, but either way, Cowboys did what they had to do, took care of business. Now they get a mini buy and can sit, chill, wait, see how the cards fall. And then we can kind of figure out what's the best course of action, what works out best for them in week 18. But I maintain they are 12 and four. Do not get lost in the tumbleweeds. Do not. I don't know what the expression is. Like, um, what, what is the expression? You can't see the forest through the trees or whatever. Don't. Don't be, don't do that. Don't do whatever the expression is. Don't look for the forest or don't look for the trees or don't look for whatever. All right. Don't get caught up in this. They are 12 and four. They are a very, very, very good team. They're one of the very best teams in the NFL. Do not care what anybody says about this team. Believe what you know to be true in your heart, in the old Corazon, and what you know to be true in your heart, in your old Corazon, that may or may not be comforted by one of those awesome Cowboy Joe hoodies kept warm and safe. All right, what you know to be true is that this is one of the very best teams in the NFL, that this team on Thursday night did not play the prettiest game ever, but they went on the road on a short week and they covered a 13-point spread. It's impossible to cover a 13-point spread, and the Cowboys did it and pissed us off a million times in the process. That is commendable. That is the mark of an elite team. That is the mark of a team that can compete for a Super Bowl. Ha, 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 the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. They probably won't. They probably will not. It is so hard. It is so hard to win the Super Bowl. But they are putting themselves in the tournament with as good of a chance as anybody. They have a quarterback who is playing out of his mind right now. They have a wide receiver who is not only playing out of his mind right now, but who is playing so well that he earned the votes from everybody around here. And as a write-in, CeeDee Lamb was named the righteous felon 
craft jerky player of the game. You guys convinced me. All right. I thought it was I, I, I thought it was gonna be Dalton Schultz. I mean, I thought maybe you would go Malik Davis. I thought you kind of wanted to mix things up, but you guys went with CD Lamb. Good for you all. CD was amazing in a low-key way. I'm starting CD Lamb in my fantasy championship game. So I was a little bit sad that we didn't get the touchdown. 11 catches, 100 yards, 14 targets. He is him. All right. He is him. CD Lamb is playing out of his mind. The connection between Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb right now is among the very, very, very best in the NFL. So if we kind of throw a, a big old umbrella or big old blanket, big old tarp around this, right? We're fishing. We're throwing out a fishing net into the ocean here, right? The Cowboys have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, fine. They have one of the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. They have one of the very best wide receivers in the NFL. They have one of the best running games in the NFL. They have one of the best head coaches in the NFL who is aggressive enough to trust and lean into these things. They have perhaps the best defensive player in the NFL, maybe second or third with Micah Parsons, kind of slowing down just a little bit here. They have a supporting cast around him that makes the defense as a whole able to do some special things. They had all sorts of turnovers tonight. Again, we're sitting here talking about how they kind of got worked a little bit. Yes, they did. But just, I mean, they just sort of will turnovers into existence. They have problems. They have warts. They have things about them that we do not like. They have one of the best kickers in the NFL. They have every opportunity to win the Super Bowl. They do. They have every opportunity. And I don't care what jokes or memes or whatever history over the last quarter century tells you. They have every opportunity to win the Super Bowl over the next couple of months. It's totally possible. It's right there in front of them. They probably will not do it, but they absolutely certainly can. And you guys are all mentioning um, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, they just added. I, I didn't mean to do the T.Y. thing, but I sort of accidentally did it. The podcast audience really missed that. They added another dynamic playmaker. Dalton Schultz is coming along, and they they understand this. I mean, again, I'm not going to sit here and try to, you know, blow butterflies and kisses at you and tell you like, oh, man, I just feel that. I feel it in my heart. This team is different. This team, blah, blah, blah. This, this team is different. Like, they are not the, the 12 and 4 Cowboys that I've always known them to be. Because you know what? And I've said this a lot the 12 and 4 Cowboys that I have always seen, I, I know this wasn't always their record, but the 12 and 4 Cowboys in 2007, in 2014, in 2016, 2014 was a little bit, a little, little different, but 2007, 2016, 2018, 2021, those 12 and 4 Cowboys, proverbially speaking, those Cowboys were front runners. Those Cowboys were not tough enough to handle this. What that's what separates this team. This team is tough enough to kind of pee down their leg a little bit in Tennessee and still win 27 to 13. Think about that. Like that's not that that's not who this this group, this organization is, but they are a team that has scars. They are a team that has scar tissue. They are a team that, so to speak, has seen some things. And those things are Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. They have danced with the playoff demon themselves, and they know how precious of an opportunity this is. And so I trust them. I, and I'm fine getting burned. I'm fine saying I believe in this team that has all of these great things. And I'm fine with that not working out. I have enough inner peace about that. There is all the sense in the world to trust this team over the playoff race. That's an exciting thing. Um, believe in the Cowboys. Believe in Mike McCarthy. Believe in yourself. All right. Believe in yourself. Uh, be yourself. Be yourself. That's what the um, the mom in Just Friends told us at the very least. That's I don't know if that's um, a Christmas movie or not, but it certainly feels that way um to me um all right anything else i'll let you all know my wife and i finished andor it was awesome i can't believe none of you told me to watch it before um we finished it yesterday it was awesome it was super cool a little bit of a slow start but it was really 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 great near the end um so shout out to andor uh shout out to my diet root beer that i got condemned for around here 
Um, shout out to my dog who was super loyal and um, hung on my feet for the entire postgame show. Shout out to you guys. It's it's a crazy week. Obviously, you know, the middle of holidays and things like that. I don't know what you got going on. If you got family or whatever, you're traveling this and that. Uh, but I hope you have enjoyed the last couple of Cowboys games as they have fallen throughout a weird time. Um, and I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens next. Um, you know what? There's there's some I'm, I'm willing to tolerate fun and, and trolling but there's um there's there's a level of rudeness that just we don't want around here so we're gonna block people who are rude around here uh but anyway um i hope you all have a happy new year i said i gave this little speech last week and i'll just give you the miniature version again we are so grateful at blogging the boys that all of you choose to make us a part of your cowboys fandom um it is a it is a, a serious thing rooting for a football team rooting for the cowboys right like i don't know what your story is i don't know how you became a cowboys fan who you share that bond with but we we take it very seriously that you make us a part of your experience whether you read our articles at our site whether you watch any of these videos whether you listen to the podcast whether you follow on social media whatever the case may be it means a lot to us um so um i hope that we all uh, are in for a fun ride um i can promise you whether it's fun or not it will be dramatic uh so um let's uh Let's enjoy it. Have a very happy and safe new year, all of you. It is a, a Thursday, which means tomorrow is Victory Polo Monday, a Friday edition of the show or of the of the mode. Uh, but so uh, we will have two podcasts coming out for you on the Blog and the Voice podcast network. We will have a Saturday podcast coming out as well. So if you are going to be traveling or driving or flying, uh, you can download them and listen um, as you move. We hope safely uh, to and from wherever you go. Um, we'll have videos and more stuff available. We'll have lots of articles and discussion available for you um, in the aftermath of the Cowboys win. Uh, they're 12 and four. They're 12 and four. It's pretty fun. So uh, thanks for hanging out, everybody, whether you've been here once, twice, uh, or all 16 times. Um, every single one means the world. Uh, make sure to go to RighteousFun.com, use discount code BTB15, and make sure to have a great day. We'll see you next time. Love you all. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.